Psalm 119.114 You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for sustaining me, for sustaining Tyndale and its people, its employees, its staff, faculty, students. These are distressing times for so many after coming out of a very long <laughs> distressing time. We're met with pandemic and war. And some of us are met with smoke <laughs> covering our cities. Some of us are met with evacuation having lost our homes. And that's on top of all the problems we already had, like homelessness and an opioid crisis and an Aboriginal crisis of no clean water, increased suicide rates among youth. The problems in our world, in our country, in our backyard seem endless, unsolvable, overwhelming. And then some of us have problems, challenges in our own homes. Maybe we're fighting unemployment, addiction, marital struggles, marital breakup, health issues. And some days it just seems like there's nowhere to turn, no safe place. I just pray, Lord, that you are with us and remind us that you are a refuge and our shield and that what we need to do is just put our trust in you Put our trust in your son and what you've accomplished through him on the cross. I pray that there is something in what I'm going to say that you can use to touch the hearts of those who are taking the time to listen. And just pray for each one of them that they come out with something, something to help them through their day. In Jesus' name, amen. So friends, in the last <clears throat> little while, I've been struggling with my own mental health issues, depression, anxiety, um, and when I was thinking about what to speak to you about on this uh, recording, I thought, well, what I know is what I know best, which is me and my struggles. And uh, so I thought I would just share some of what I've learned. Um, some of the things that have helped me the most get through this time. Now, what some of you may not know, in fact, a lot of you may not know, is that while I used to live in Toronto, 
my wife and children and I moved to Stratford um, in December of 2020, and uh, when we were all working from home, and I am now a permanent uh, remote worker. I, I don't have to go to campus. I do try and go every uh, when I can. Uh, last year it was about four or five times I went. And while that has afforded me the ability to keep a job I love and get to work with people I like and um, and, and, and live in a great city, um, it does come at the cost, as I've discovered, of being challenged with being so far away from the people you work with every day. And that, of course, is important because we spend... 35, 40 hours a week with these people um, in one way or another, accomplishing our work on the same teams and being physically separated from them and not in the office is, is challenging, as perhaps you can imagine. And I discovered something about myself. Um, I am something that surprises a lot of people. I am an introvert. I do like people <laughs> in small groups and... Um, but I do enjoy being around people and being separated from them has been really difficult. Um, so I've had to figure out how to deal with that. And so three things that um, have been important for me, three biblical principles, if you will, um, are the necessity of community, the necessity of Sabbath, and the necessity of prayer. And I'm sorry that I'm yawning a lot, but... <laughs> such as the way these days. So the necessity of community. Matthew eighteen twenty says, For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. We've heard this verse many times, I'm sure. But I think when we compare in versus versus online and I did a lot of online courses and I, I quite enjoyed them um, but there is a lot to be said for being face-to-face -face in an office environment and there may be that difference for people between what you like for school and what you like for work but I discovered that I really like and need face-to-face those impromptu conversations that you have just from being physically in a space, the jokes that fly back and forth um, is really important. And I think even, you know, some might argue, well, where two or three are gathered can still happen online. Uh, maybe uh, when I think of watching church online, everyone's situation is different, grant you. Um, and no shame here on people who have to do it this way. I just don't think that's the ideal. I don't think that's what God intended um, us when he said to gather. And I think if you're going to watch church online, ideally, you're not alone in the room on your side of the screen. For work, I mean, I, I, I'm at home. Uh, my wife is now at home. And uh, but it's not the same as working with someone. So I 
try and meet up with people for lunch and things like that and work from a cafe just so I can remind myself that others are alive <laughs> and that um, um, and to have conversations with people and just to hear about other people's lives and what's going on with them because that's the stuff that I find really energizing and interesting. So for where two or three are gathered is community and I really think that we are at our best when we are together in person and uh, screens to me are um, a poor substitute. Necessity of Sabbath. Uh, this is probably a, a bit of um, <laughs> paraphrasing and bad exegesis, but you know, God rested on the seventh day and Sabbath has been redefined somewhat over the years. Um, it was the day that was set aside and then it became more legalistic. And then Jesus came back and reminded us that the Sabbath was made for us, not us for the Sabbath. And we're busy people. Some of us, maybe not you, but I think some people um, can't, don't like it when they look at their calendars and see blank spaces they want. And I don't think that's necessarily coming from a bad place. I don't think it's so much busy as um, a badge of honor for some people. I think it's that some people really want to feel like they're contributing and perhaps they feel a certain amount of guilt if they're not contributing or active all the time. But of course, in doing so, sometimes we are actually taking away from our cups, from ourselves, but we may also be taken away from our families. If, if you have a family, a spouse and children or what, or even um, your friends. So all I'll say on this is God created the Sabbath for a reason. And it is difficult for us in our modern world, especially if you have children in sports to keep Sunday as that Sabbath. It's incredibly difficult. A lot of us, for a lot of people that might be their day to go grocery shopping or, or, you know, their child is really into a certain sport and it's on a Sunday as so many are, and you have to make these choices. And I think it's just important that if nothing else, we find those moments of Sabbath during the week, during the day, those times where we can just rest and um, not just spend time with God, whether it's in prayer or, or um, reading scripture or, going for a walk, getting exercise, but also just getting enough sleep. Don't stay up late, you know. Um, don't stay up till 2 in the morning, then get up at 6. Um, get a decent amount of sleep. Sleep well. Uh, wake rested, if you can, because waking up exhausted and then just continuing to exhaust yourself doesn't really help anyone. I've been tired for 25 years. <laughs> I was a shift worker way back when. I never slept well during the day. And then, and I've got sleep apnea, so I don't sleep well at night because I can't currently treat it. And, uh, uh, you know, it just, it make everyone knows that a lack of sleep makes everything harder. Uh, it skews your perceptions. Things that shouldn't be a big deal become a big deal, uh, which can arouse your anger. 
hurt relationships. So get enough sleep. Um, as scripture says, let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. Do what you can today and, uh, and get enough sleep. Rest during the day. There's enough work out there to last for your whole lifetime. You don't have to get it all done uh, today. There's a line in the musical Hamilton where they keep asking the character Hamilton, why are you always writing like a man who's running out of time? Now, he was in a particular time where maybe there was a limit on, he just felt he had to make as, as much of a contribution as he could. I don't know. But, um, you know, I think sometimes we're in this huge hurry and our life is going to last as long as it's going to last. It might last less time if we don't take care of ourselves. So get some rest. Sleep well at night. Take some breaks during the day. Drink some water. Um, you got to take care of yourself. And then lastly, um, the necessity of prayer. And I will tell you, uh, I've always had a hard time with prayer. I don't know why. Uh, I'm not opposed to it, obviously. And um, I'm very grateful when people pray for me and with me. Um, but I, I've always had trouble getting into a rhythm of prayer. I'm, I'm somewhat uh, envious, jealous, I don't know, of those uh, that we might call prayer warriors. I'm sure you know, know some, if you're not one, that not only is prayer just second nature to them, it's just, it's like, it's just the thing they love doing almost more than anything. And I, I wish I could cultivate that. And maybe that's not what everyone's meant to be. Maybe everyone's not meant to be that fervent in prayer. I don't know. Um, but I think we all need to find our own way uh, towards some semblance of a regular prayer life. And I think sometimes we haven't always been taught properly which is somewhat ironic since there's a whole passage in the scripture about being taught to pray. Um, I was looking up in a dictionary, uh, a, a theological dictionary, the definition of prayer, and it just said communication with God primarily offered in the second person voice addressing God directly. It includes petition, entreaty, supplication, thanksgiving, praise, hymns, and lament. And when you think of the last time you prayed, which of those did we do? Um, certainly petition. We're taught how to do petition for sure, how to ask for things. And that's not always, that's, listen, that's not bad, right? I mean, if, if you don't ask, um, it's important to acknowledge the desires of your heart and the desires, you know, just what do you need? You know, if you're struggling, what what is it you need? You know, um, it's important to let that out and just to acknowledge um, I mean, God knows, of course, but I think it's important for you to acknowledge to yourself, this is what I need, because oftentimes we have a hard time um, asking for what we need. 
but how often do we thank God for what he's given us? Um, you know, the old cliche of counting our blessings. How often do we confess? Um, and I know there's a stream of thought of this as we don't, once you've, um, once you've made your confession initially and you've, you've accepted Christ that you don't need to confess anymore. I, uh, I respect people's views on that, but I, I don't agree with them. I think it's important to, um, say you're sorry. It doesn't mean it's necessarily, uh, a matter of salvation of re-securing your salvation. I think it's just a matter of being honest as you would in any relationship. If you screw up, you say sorry and you move on. Um, how often do we praise God outside of Sunday mornings? You know, in the pray, when the worship band or praise band, whatever you call it, um, how often do we do that? We might also be very good at lamenting, even if we're not, even if we don't know we're doing it. And that's the thing. I think sometimes we can be praying um, and not really realize we're doing it. I think sometimes our hearts can let forth a prayer to God, um, even if we don't have the words for it. So I think we do lament more than maybe we think we do. We just don't do it in a, I suppose, formal way. Uh, if you go read the Psalms, you know, the Psalms and a lot of what uh, sometimes called contemporary Christian music have a lot in common. Uh, they're very repetitive, for one. <laughs> um, but I find they, can, they they do see one of the criticisms of modern Christian music is that it seems to be very focused on the individual. And I don't know, the Psalms are pretty, you know, they're pretty uh, focused on the person say, saying them. Psalms are raw, they're real, uh, they're, they can be very heavy, heartbreaking. And that's good because it means your prayers can be too. If God is who we're to, we are told he is, then his desire is more intimacy. But to know someone that deeply, we have to become as vulnerable as possible, as open as possible, because it is in our vulnerability that we are the most free. And we can do that safely with God. Obviously, when it comes to um, our human relationships, who we're open to and what we're open about, we do need to be careful with because telling the wrong people certain information could be harmful to ourselves. But with God, we can be freely open um, because he just wants to care for us and love us. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe sometimes you just don't know what to pray, meaning you don't know, you're afraid of, you know, the words, you don't know what to say. And one of the cool things is that there's many different branches of the church. And some of them are much, much older than others. And some of the old ones, let's, well, we'll say ancient. That's a, that's a, you know, they like being, that's a better word. Some of the more ancient ones sort of figured out that um, this thing called liturgical prayer or pre-written prayers um, can sometimes be really helpful because they don't require, they sort of free up your heart to sing. And as opposed to the intellectual exercise of trying to come up with the right words, there's room for both of those. So if you have certain liturgical prayers, you know, you can find some, um, and you, and, you know, depending on your tradition, some of them may fit in with your tradition fine. Um, and some may not, and you just got to find the ones that do. 
um, uh, they can be especially good at reminding us that prayer is more than just asking for things. It is more than just praying or uh, petitioning. Um, it's confession, thanksgiving, praise, lament, those things we talked about earlier. So if you're looking for a prayer, if you're like, I want to talk to God, but I honestly just, I just don't know how, I don't feel comfortable, it feels silly. You know, if you need to borrow the prayers of others, um, you can do that. That's okay. And uh, they can help you in the times of, in your time to struggle, where you're really just struggling to find the words to say. Um, and, you know, after you pray them, if you come up with your own words, you keep going, that's great. If not, that's fine too. God just wants to hear from you. And I don't think he judges you. Um, uh, I don't think he judges you because you're, you know, where, where, where pre-written or liturgical prayers um, find where they get into, we get into trouble with them is, um, is, is where they just become rote and we're not, we're just saying them. Um, we're not, we don't really mean, we don't understand maybe, um, you know, if you're going to read, if you're going to pray a liturgical prayer, you should probably read it first to yourself. Make sure you understand what it's saying. Make sure it fits with what you are wanting to say, you know, um, and I don't just mean in a theological sense, but I also mean in just a, you have to know what you're praying. So, um, so I'm just going to pray a simple prayer. Um, this is again, it was a liturgical prayer. Uh, I honestly do not know the provenance of this prayer. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not a hundred percent sure where this came from. So, uh, but that's okay. You don't have to, as long as it fits. So here's a prayer for us to think about as we move through the rest of our week. Dear Lord, unclutter our lives. Lord, we have too much, consume too much, expect too much. Grant us perspective to see this world through others' eyes than just our own. Grant us compassion where there is need to play our part, not turn aside. Grant us gratitude for what we have, our daily bread, the gift of life. Unclutter our lives, Lord. Give us space, simplicity, thankful hearts. Lord, thank you for this time I had today to spend with my friends. I pray you are with them as they head out into the rest of the day and the week. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>